0: Your father productions presents in conclusion we digress the best hour of your life you'll never
1: get back well, what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of in conclusion we digress thank you guys for coming back as always in this thing we really appreciate it hope you guys are doing well having a good week getting through the winter safe and sound and now looking forward to spring so we have a fun topic of discussion today but before we get into that have to say hello to the guys. So we'll start today by saying hello to the man who cracked open a Guinness just before we started recording, and that is Michael.
2: Oh, a pint of Guinness.
1: Hello, sir. How are you on this St. Patrick's Day? Even though it's not even close to that yet. (laughs) It's close. (laughs) We're getting there. I'm
3: pre. I'm pre gaming St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) I am thankful that um, that half of your people and then the people of the two below me got something right, because the Italians certainly do not know how to make beer. So
1: no, they really don't. Well, besides enjoying that, uh, that Guinness there, Mike, how are you doing on the was Oh, it's Monday,
3: so I guess yeah. as good as can be expected. But uh, happy to be doing a podcast episode with you guys. So that definitely brightens up my entire week.
1: Looking at you, Daniel.
3: <laughs> well, the Weight feeling is point.
1: certainly <laughs> mutual, Michael. <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's go see a little Kyle, who is not drinking a Guinness. But how are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm not drinking at Guinness at all. Um Good, good.
0: Um, you know, it's again, it's it's Monday. We had more snow. I don't, I couldn't even tell you the last time it snowed this much in a winter. Um, not that it stuck today, but it, you know, there was snow. Happy in a few ways. Uh, actually, we're gonna talk about this. Absolutely buzzing from Saturday when Everton beat Liverpool for the first time in 21 years at Anfield, two nil. Evapo. Uh, just, I don't know. I have I have nothing to say about it still. I'm still so happy. It's just like up the fucking toffees. 10 years. Hopefully. Uh, first time we beat them in 10 years. Is the first time we beat them at Anfield in 21 years. So I, I and I had never, I said this in Pacos. No, 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 I can't be right. I was like, I've never seen them in the lead in this game. And Pacos, no, no, that can't be true. Mm-hmm. It was. They hadn't led at Anfield since 1999.
2: It seems like an exercise wow. in futility.
0: It felt like it, but now it doesn't. So I'm just happy about that. And, you know, look, looking forward to our discussion tonight, for sure.
1: All right. And, and Pat, who's got the uh, good old Nickelback poster behind him. How uh, How are you doing?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's because you're a fucking idiot. Actually, it's funny that I wanted to bring something up because, uh, Mike, you had mentioned, uh, and by mentioned, I mean, I, I saw you using the cameras we both possess crack open a Guinness there and today or Friday rather was the first time I went inside of a bar because we were the only people in the entire bar. Uh, (laughs) Megan's which was across the street from my office. So me and some of uh, the friends decided to actually get out and have a drink in a bar. And it felt fantastic. Let me, uh, let me add. And when I paid the bill, uh, there were a few Guinnesses drank, not by me. They looked at the, the, so it's an Irish bar. It's actually owned by Irish, like, from Ireland people. Can
0: confirm. Uh, real Irish people.
2: Real, genuine Irish. So the so the waitress who actually, I think she owns the joint, or so she's manager of the joint, like, looks at my card and starts laughing because of my name. And I'm like, oh, oh, nice. That's a beautiful name you got to there.
1: Was <laughs> <laughs> her this last name not, also also of them?
2: I have no not idea. Why. But this is not the first asked. time this has happened, folks.
1: folks. <laughs> Are we long lost uh brother and sister? Is that you should have brought that up? No, because she uses like forty-five. So
0: <laughs> any any person from Ireland loves seeing an Irish name and going, Oh, a nice Irish boy.
3: It's is ridiculous because we live All in New York, time. so it's like there's, yeah, a there's more of us here than
1: there are there. I'm
3: like, I'm like fourth generation at this point, so
1: happy to hear that. You guys, uh, for the most part, had a good weekend between Everton and Pat going getting to a bar and Mike obviously drinking some Guinness in celebration uh, in preparation, I should say, for St. Patty's Day. So glad to hear you guys are doing well. We have a fun topic today, though. We were talking about this a couple weeks ago uh, before we left for our ski trip. So this week, we're going to talk about music a little bit, and we're going to specifically talk about bands that we think are overrated underrated have that kind of perception in the public bands that we love to hate bands we hate to love just kind of all these bands that have these different perceptions with the people even though they might not necessarily you know earn that title on their own doing it just comes from you know the listeners so i'm gonna actually give the photo mike as he's gonna get the ball rolling with the band that i think people have given i would say arguably the most hate to over the last decade
3: yeah so um that 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 hate extends for a long time, but I, I want to start it off in a different place. So if I read to you, you know, casual listener, casual uh, purveyor of music, this band has sold over 50 million albums worldwide, has sold out Madison Square Garden multiple times, six-time Grammy Award nominee, album of the year, best rock album, second best album, selling foreign acts of the 2000s, second to only The Beatles. What do you think about that? Were you like, eh, well, that, that's a pretty uh, successful that's, that's, career. That's Billy
2: Joel's Stranger,
3: obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, you're talking about, like, you know, I don't know, what's another random band, like uh, Bare Naked Ladies, you know, yeah, foreign acts.
0: Yeah, something act. weird like that. Yeah. yeah,
3: But you're like, that's a very successful band that people just generally have an affinity for. But then if I also came to you and I said... I'm through with standing in lines to clubs. I'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth and I'm never going to win. This life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So fucking
0: bad. Jesus. So some of you still
2: don't know what it is after that
3: awful rendition. For for those of you (laughs) that need to give those people that were born after um, 2000, uh, a little help. Can everyone just give me their first impression when I say Nickelback? Like, Dan, what do you
1: think of it when I say Nickelback? I would say does not deserve the hate they get.
3: Okay, good. That's a, that's a good start. Uh, Patrick, I think I know how you feel. But...
2: I, I would say, look at this graph. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say uh, it, it makes me think of like, I don't know, 102.7 uh, FM radio. Uh, or just some generic yeah exactly that's what it is yeah
0: yeah i mean i i i'm gonna say middle school because i associate things with time periods more often than not but also i'm gonna go with dan and back up the definitely gets way more hate than they should i mean i had i had quite a lot of nickelback songs on my itunes if you look at it not that i use itunes anymore
3: but you know kyle paid uh, money
2: for this music
3: i did (laughs) like an absolute asshole (laughs) <laughs> yeah, kids at home. We used to pay real actual human dollars for, for every them. song. Everyone. Everyone individually. They were 99 cents and then they were a dollar twenty-nine.
0: When they were a dollar twenty-nine, I was like, you know what, Apple, go fuck yourself. Fuck you. <clears throat> but then guess what I did after that? I bought the song. So they won.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You used to buy whole albums because they were cheaper. Because the album yes. was like nine bucks, and each song was like nineteen. Sixteen
0: two. songs. There'd be five that were good, but you you were like, "I won. I still won
3: somehow." Which did is how guys... I ended up with like three Nickelback albums on my iPod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
2: unfortunate. But did you guys uh, <laughs> did you guys ever buy music videos on iTunes?
3: Yes.
0: No. One time. And Then no. you
2: figured out YouTube was a thing.
3: Well, YouTube well, yeah. wasn't a thing. Yeah, it wasn't really. a thing when
2: I was no, but it wasn't a thing yet. But like by the time. So I don't know. I bought my first iTunes music in like 05, 06, and that was, it was very that's shortly right, there after YouTube became a thing. True, but you I think... couldn't watch YouTube on your mobile. That's again. true. That, so
0: that's fair. I, I, that's yeah. the reason that I had bought, I think, one or two music videos. Mm-hmm.
1: The only one I remember actually buying was uh, OK Go, Here Goes Again with the guys oh, on that's the treadmill.
3: Slapper.
1: <laughs> a, slapper. a big slapper.
0: One yep. of the most ridiculous acts of coordination, and I want to know how many takes it took
3: treadmill was a, a used thing that was like that was a thing i don't know if you remember like green day music videos when they do um like holiday they did the mm-hmm. the treadmill thing that was a, they did
0: something like that but but it wasn't like that the extent. whole band doing it the entire music video with yeah. like perfectly coordinated singing all the words or obviously lip-syncing all the words but still yeah that 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 was really like <clears throat> to divul you know to digress if i may into music videos for a second That was like one of the first ones that really like became viral and popped off on the internet, a la Gangnam Style or, you know, what what have you these days. I did ever tell you that I, okay. So I worked at a beach club in cold spring Harbor and do with what you will with those words to make the actual name of the place. But we had a chef and every time Gangnam Style came on in the radio, he had in the back of the kitchen, you had to do the dance. (laughs) He would run out of his office, his big, like jolly chef front of his office do the dance with you and all the members would be like what the fuck is going on in the kitchen but yeah back to Nickelback and, yeah, and so, albums
3: no yeah so I'm glad that you guys are kind of partially on the side that Nickelback gets a rap, bad rap and honestly they some of their lyrics were just truly terrible well, but um,
0: the 2000s had some bad lyrics in there on a lot of plays a lot of fronts
3: but yeah I, I want to make a case for the fact that Nickelback just happened to be a band that was kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time for like 10 straight years because like creed um, smash mouth limp biscuit like all of these terrible like end grunge post grunge alternative not terrible but like all these very similar non-unique acts that came out like in that post grunge vortex of like the nirvana era um sort of all sounded the same it's the, the classic a-e-r-o-u was every single My
2: sacrifice
3: yeah all that stuff like that was all so the fact of the matter was something had to have happened for Nickelback who is arguably one of the more successful of these bands um like fucking Smash Mouth is a cover band if you really think about it uh but so I I did a little bit of research into this because this is a a question that has generally bugged me for a couple years now um so I guess I'll get started with a little bit of history so Nickelback actually originated on a heavy metal rock label which is where the hatred for Nickelback started and this is just a a series of bad uh, occurrences that happen, um, resulting in people hating them across what the board. What was so the name of the label? Roadrunner, I don't know. Roadrunner Records, which is like a mm. really hardcore heavy metal label. And if you know anything about, if you have a friend who's a heavy metal like person, they're a very unique group of people and they listen to heavy metal music and they listen to heavy metal music and that's it really. So the people that were the predominant purveyors of this, the same way that, that people have an affinity for like death row records or bad boy records, um, they they really didn't like the fact that a band like Nickelback, who was kind of like a America's top forty you know pop band a- essentially, wasn't hard enough for the label. But because Nickelback was wildly successful in like the, the you know 2001 to 2003 time, they all this money and all this publicity was dumped into Nickelback to make him this big band. So people in the heavy, you know, in the heavy metal world, they, they started to develop this hatred for Nickelback because they felt that Nickelback was corrupting what was considered heavy metal at the time. uh, And they weren't like a unique artist. So that was the first start to Nickelback really being hated by a group of people, which is what I think really happened was that a series of groups of people, all came to hate Nickelback to a point Were, were they, yeah,
2: I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but were they marketed as a, a heavy metal band though? Or is it just the label? They we're associating the label with the heavy me- metal band and people were like, Oh, this is supposed to be metal music and it's not, or, or were they actually saying like, this is the new generation of metal. Cause I don't know from the lay person, I would not even close to associate had a Nickelback as a heavy
3: metal band. So as I was kind of saying before um, they, they, at this time labels meant a lot more than just like this is the person that distributes their music there was a culture to labels like death row records bad boy records they were literally like gangs that were fighting each other um labels for other genres were doing this so basically if you were a heavy metal fan you went to this roadrunner records and you wanted their heavy metal music like they were the ones driving the heavy metal movement and nickelback was basically just like the profit margin for these guys. And they were just making a ton of money off of Nickelback, and they felt that it was diluting the resource. So it was being marketed as like a heavy metal adjacent, but basically it was taking all the resources away from these up and coming bands like Slipknot and Nightwish, which I don't even know of, but it's supposedly they're pretty big in the heavy metal community. And a lot of their fans came to hate Nickelback. Um, so they were considered like the one direction or like the crappy boy band of their generation. So, let's step forward a little bit. Um they they released a couple albums which went crazy. Silver Side Up and The Long Road, which were both like crazy platinum and dark horse a rec- in way Yeah, we're, we're we're not there yet. Yeah. Okay. So, these are their first early rows and people were sort of like them. They started like selling out and, and coming with this Rise to Fame, you start to like give rise to critics. And at this point in time, we're talking like this is the height of the Comedy Central era. Um, this is when the modern youth was like listening to comedy central you know talking daily show and this actually might be a little predate the colbert report but like that was starting you had south um, park chappelle show but this was like the culture Mm -hmm. of the youth was because there wasn't that much diversity like we have today there isn't 50 fucking channels and there wasn't streaming it's like you watch comedy central Central, mtv vh1
0: like that was kind of it
3: because that was the Mm -hmm. next logical step when you went from watching like cartoon channels before you went to like being a shitty adult who watch the news right and like sitcoms so like you watch comedy central for its edgy content and there happened to be this show called tough crowd with colin quinn who was like a freely famous uh comedian at the time and on the on the show he had a comedian named brian who made a comment because there was, you know, during the, the height of rap and all this stuff, people were talking, oh, this was before video games caused violence. This was music caused violence. And he was saying, oh, you know, people should associate violent music with violent people. People should associate bad music with bad people. Because I think his quote was, no one talks about the studies that show bad music make people violent. But listening to Nickelback makes me want to kill Nickelback. And this was oh. uh-huh, hilarious. Oh. However, this exact line that exact clip was used to market the show for a period of time and ran for an entire season so that was like the tagline so everybody watching comedy central over that portion of time six eight months had to listen to that clip about how it was cool to hate nickelback so there you go there's another So whether
0: of- or not they believed it <clears throat> it was being fed to them and regardless of whether or not they were paying attention they were hearing
2: their sub- subconscious yeah they could have yeah. been
0: subconsciously mm-hmm. taking it in yeah.
2: And then, and then, you know, I think it's just a uh, runaway kind of just cultural effect
3: that, you know, yep. I'm, I'm sure Mike, you're going to get into it a little bit more, but uh, yeah, I don't want to like dry this out too long, but the, I want to come to the point where we all start to really know Nickelback, especially as us. Like this is when we're about 10 years old. If you remember, I was singing it before Rockstar, right? Like that's like, mm. when I think about Nickelback, that's that, you know, photograph that song whatever, slaps.
0: <laughs> I don't give a fuck what anyone has to say
3: about that. That song slaps. Okay. But the thing about that song, and something that we probably didn't realize as 10 or 11 year old children, was that there was an incredible amount of irony to that song. We had never seen Nickelback live. We didn't really understand Nickelback. But doing my research, I learned that Chad Kroger as a human being is like the complete opposite of what he describes in that song and what a rock star is. And that song wasn't written ironically. They're not smart enough to do that. That song was written because they thought it was a good fucking idea. But Chad Kroger's like kind of awkward, tall, doofy. He's got like weird hair and bad facial hair. And he oftentimes would fuck up on stage. And he was just kind of dance weird. He couldn't like get his guitar to work half the time. So the idea of this gentleman coming on and and singing about being a rock star met people who were like, oh my God, like you're just, you're making crappy bubblegum music. It has nothing to do with you. And it's just you know it has no substance, which I think we'll get to it, later it's, on. With
2: it's not um, being sang because it's something they're passionate about, it's just something because they think people will like. Perhaps, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. which is and also so that what that, every job is. That, that yes. song was completely was completely played to death, and I, I spoke to you guys about this in the Fair. in the pre meeting. Was that Nickelback as an art group was one of the if not the most played rock group in the early two thousands for music. So that song played over and over again. I remember listening to Z100 or all that crap um, on a boat somewhere or on the beach and hearing that song over and over again. So eventually, as this hate started to happen, um, people started to catch on and started to make jokes. And like social media was starting to become a thing. And then Twitter happened. Facebook was blossoming. Somebody made... The first, when we started to dabble in memes, somebody made an app called Nickelblock, where they blocked everything about Nickelback from your computer by uploading a plugin. And all these things started to go viral. And, And at which time people started to legitimately hate Nickelback for no reason other than the fact of, as I've seen it described, this was described by like NPR because people as crazy as, my research is not, I'm not researching from just... Bullshit. I'm researching for people that have done doctoral theses, NPR, business insider, like legitimate news outlets. Business people, Insider. <laughs> I'm just saying people, I, shout out Tom Power. Uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is people that are legitimate journalists, people that have legitimate intellectual capabilities to do this research. And nobody could come to a reason other than we achieved a point where vanity took over as a society and where Nickelback became associated with like wanting to hate puppies. Like it just something that didn't make sense, but like, you know, oh, it'd be like, oh yeah, Dan likes Nickelback. Basically, it was like Dan kicks cats when he sees them. And like this, this whole culture. I, I, I've seen You it. can't prove that. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this whole culture, I'm looking at these old memes and you're looking at the oldest of the memes, like the Angry Cat or like Confused Keanu or Exhibit or. Uh, Brian, the guy in the shirt, all, yeah, all like of Brian. those guys. So those are the original memes that are being created about things like Nickelback. And then fans started to assemble against a band like Nickelback. They signed petitions for them not to perform at halftime shows in the NFL. Uh, at music festivals, they legitimately stoned the band. Like threw rocks and stones at the band to get them off stage. And for no reason other than that, like it was culturally acceptable to hate Nickelback. Finally, after all these years, Nickelback kind of steered into it a little bit and just became shitty. They, like, did a charity concert and decided that, nope, nobody can watch a charity concert unless they were here. Like, all this crazy stuff. And and that's kind of when they fell into oblivion. And they've tried to change their music. Uh, they've tried to make new stuff. I, I did a little bit of looking into it. Nothing that crazy they're trying to change their style to get away from that grudge, but I don't think that they'll ever escape that because they were a wildly successful band and you recognize the sound that they are, that they have, but it's nothing unique. They were just the best at regurgitating a like a lost nineties, uh, sound. Um, so there are plenty of bands. This could have happened to any band that you think of from the early two thousands, um, that didn't, You know, I'm not talking about, you know, Blink-182. I'm not talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking, you know, about Weezer. I'm talking about those bands that we mentioned before, your Lit Biscuits. you know, your one-off, you know, the Fratellis. I'm talking about all these random bands that kind of came in that void of the... uh, uh, The post-Nirvana
2: era, we'll call it, I think.
3: Exactly. All the wannabes who had a garage band and three friends... And decided to make a band and got a record deal. Nickelback was just a series of bad events happening to this band that turned a band that was very successful into the most hated band for absolutely no reason. Well,
2: I, I think you, for coming you to my said, TED Talk. you said it right because I think the biggest criticism that they received because some of their criticism is legitimate. I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna just uh, to just say like oh you know they receive a lot of hate because of uh, it was cool them to receive a lot of hate based in friend groups based on what you just mentioned so comedy central uh and all that i I think they their greatest the greatest argument against them is that all their sound song the same sound the same right so not not even like the the, the, between different groups of the same genre i'm saying like even their own songs and their own albums you're like all right
1: this sounds like the same as song as the last song that i yeah there's no diversity like it's the same yeah the same like four chords in every song Mm -hmm. it's the same like progression in every song like yeah that but that's coming from a music standpoint it's not like totally opposite yeah. from what like mike is saying like it, the majority of people just don't like them because like mike's out their own vanity because it's the viral thing to do like it's not it was a social construct any, yeah right there's no actual reason i, like, it's I just,
2: just think yeah. it's his it's his voice um more than anything
1: it's a lot of
3: things yeah chad kroger does not embody the typical frontman for a group he's not yeah. like he, he's not one of the two things that you pick from an early two thousand, late 90s, early 2000s rock frontman. He's not like that kind of like good looking teen heartthrob guy that girls love. Or he's not like the complete train wreck, like drug addict that they had to wheel on stage by 09 because he could barely function without a diaper. Like he just kind of was a guy who was, yeah, he was a little rocky and he could try to be a, his best rock star. But he, he yeah, just we wasn't. don't want
2: to be big rock stars.
3: Exactly. That song, I guess, in a sense, was about what he wanted to be. <laughs> but it, it just made him look like an idiot.
2: So, uh,
0: I have a fun fact for you.
1: Yeah, they are like the fun facts.
0: They are the 420th most played artist in the world on Spotify. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs>
0: 10 million monthly listeners.
1: I wonder if Spotify is doing that. as just like a, a, an additional troll. Just like leaving them at 420. <laughs> they're they're probably in that area. At least, you know. Yeah. I, mean, yeah,
0: I would
2: assume so.
1: I just thought that was funny. But
0: <clears throat> I mean, I guess as, as a band of you know, of really like our youth, I, I guess I understood why they got the hate at the end of the day. Like it's certainly not everybody's cup of tea, their their sound and whatnot, but I from a musical standpoint, does it really deserve to be loathed as much as people say it? No. no. Like no, definitely not. I don't also, I just, the, big... the whole thing is wild how it just came about through like also, literally I'm the biggest... a of unfortunate events advocate of
3: if you don't like them don't listen to them
0: yes yeah, very simple <laughs> just turn it off
3: but that's a, that's the problem when you become an internet meme like there are people there are probably young kids who have never really listened to a Nickelback song like they oh, okay yeah no rock star, no photograph but they never like heard any other random crap that like came across the radio when we were kids and they're just like oh it's funny because you hate Nickelback because you you hate Nickelback like everybody hates Nickelback like I bet you if you ask a kid under the age of 15 why they hate Nickelback that's going to be their response
2: <laughs> to them I say,
3: look at look at this photograph. <laughs> like is it a different photograph? We yeah, we, well tabulated we, graph. We
1: got that. <laughs> so I mean I, not gonna lie, like they I like I'm even just looking through their uh a bunch of the songs they've had, like there are some like underrated songs. Like the song If today was your last day, not a yeah, bad song. If today was your last day. Yeah. If I'm thinking of the right song, Someday is also a good song. I mean, they, they have they have decent songs it's not like you know yeah again musically it's like a similar sound it's it's the same yeah tonality in like every song but like you know when you're looking for just kind of like a grungy rock song like commercial you no know you're gonna commercial get commercial grunge
0: from the 2000s yeah. that's that's what they were and they were yeah. the best at it
1: mm-hmm. but it
0: pissed people off that I mean, I I think maybe them coming from a heavy metal label was a big deal because those, you know, quote unquote, more fringe or smaller or more specific genres are going to have a little bit more militant fan base. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very much just like the, you know, their people that are going to fight the commercialization of the music, man. Mm -hmm. And I think that's literally what this is a result of. I mean, mm. there, we had the same thing in rock in the 70s when people actually sounded like the way I just talked. And, we, you know, it's a, a bunch of bands back then, I'm sure way more than we'll ever know, you know, having not grown up then, I'm sure we could look it up. But it's all about fighting the commercialization of it. And that's like clearly what started this whole thing. And it's just like led to Nickelback being just
3: universally hated for no reason. And
2: that goes back yeah. to the double standard thing Mike said because there are plenty of other bands out there that were doing the same thing though. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: So I, I want to circle back to a point that you guys made, and I think this will help us transition to what we were going to say later on. And I think that you know we keep coming back to this point that Nickelback makes a sound, and that we hate bands that make the same music over and over again, right? That's where I'm going to disagree with you here, and I think this is going to transition us nicely. And I'm going to start with some more extraneous. I'm going to start with one that's close to home to me, right? I and I absolutely love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Anybody knows me, it's the, like my favorite band. You know, that's, that's it. Right. But I would be a complete asshole if I didn't say to you that the red hot chili peppers put out 20 songs about California every two years. And I go crazy for that, it. That's a theme though. That's not, but, uh, a, but a they musical are musical style. They put out it's 20, s- they put out 20 ska funk songs about California every two years. And I go crazy for it. Better? I
2: think they, they sound different though. They, they're different more tunes. dynamic. Their sound yeah. is more dynamic. Okay. The, ba- the bass lines are fucking freaky and they're and great. Here's one that's
3: better. Um, Let's think about a little band from Liverpool or wherever they're from uh, that used to put out two minute Liverpool. songs, Liverpool, You're right. They're from Liverpool. They used to put out two minute fucking songs that were like, Oh, hold hands, bubble gum, raindrops. And then eventually somebody like put a kazoo in there and they were like, we are wizards of, of music. So the Beatles, right. People love the fucking Beatles, which is, something I can already feel, I can feel the hate. I can, I can feel, feel Dan Dan's like Let the hate flow down. through yeah. me no, like, I, I <laughs> want to hear the Vader force choke
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, generally I, I respect Mike's musical opinion because Mike is a musician himself He I, I know he played sax for a lot of years Like he's he's he, You are well versed in music Yes, I did that pun intentionally But I, I, I do want to hear your thoughts on this Because you are one of A few people I've heard say this before But i never actually heard someone make the full argument So I want, I want to hear you continue this
2: I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that
3: our <laughs> hatred—not hatred—I I think that our we really are hard on the fact that the Beatles are overrated because us Beatles, I'm not gonna say haters. Us Beatles,
2: we're 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 ridiculous. listeners in the post. I think we're we're listeners in the post Beatles era. Like, the, like that's that, that's what I mean, we we're, we weren't
3: alive when they were making music and around.
2: But there's still were, plenty but, of people
3: from our generation that will stand the Beatles forever of and no, right. take college classes and do whatever but like we're I, I like to call us Beatles realists like yes the Beatles were very important to the progression of music and yes I am happy to hold your hand I love to listen to those songs <laughs> like, whatever, they're like feel, whatever. they're feel good music at you know a car ride or a 60 75 year old aunt's house but my problem with the with the Beatles is just that we were the same argument you made about nickelback. A lot of the early stuff is completely the same. It's very repetitive. It's very quick. It's like the reason why our generation has a problem with attention span is because SpongeBob was super quick short bursts of like crazy colors and animation. Well, I think the previous generation, SpongeBob, was um the Beatles, right? Love that, love Spongebob. Beatles are great, but the Beatles were just like. Two minutes of like da,
0: da, 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 da,
3: da, and then girls would scream and that was the end of it, right? Like it was just a very there was a lot coming at you very quickly with nothing, no substance. Like it was, you know, repetitive choruses, heavy hard lines. It's just My, simple uh, lyrics and it was the original bubblegum pop. Yes, it was it was what originated the, like putting tunes, zero effort. Yeah. Zero effort
2: into your and music. Bad lyrics, frankly.
3: Everyone think... thinks about the the top fifty or the top hundred Beatles songs but there are so many Beatles songs that are exactly the same as those 50 or 100 Beatles songs that you think about I'm not they, talking they, about but the, they like have the so peyote. many songs though
2: yeah, that's what I'm saying so I'm, many songs not, I'm not, not talking the Coyote
3: about, era Beatles yeah I'm not talking about the drug tripping era of the Beatles I'm We've talking seen about the like, early Dunes. era yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about like walruses and octopuses. I'm talking about like <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about like real early sure on yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, really. Other There's like hundreds of just those songs that are two minutes long where it's like if you weren't paying attention, it's essentially just elevator music. So, yeah, it's it's the quality over quantity argument. There's some I, great I, music I, in there. There's some great artists in there. I give credit to Paul McCartney is a legend. He himself even thinks that the Beatles are complete are overrated. He thinks that like the, the obsession with the Beatles, the religious cult that's developed around them is completely overrated. And then, yeah, honestly, George Harrison, John Lennon. Ringo Starr, who was, like, weirdly the most successful Beatle until they all their solo careers took off they, the,
2: Two of them are dead, of course.
3: I'm saying, <laughs> no, at, right after the Beatles. Like, it was <laughs> it was right after the Beatles, the void left from the Beatles, and there was Ringo Starr being a boss-ass bitch for, like, a couple years before Paul yeah. McCartney. Was yeah, like,
0: no, they, there was a time when they were all very much alive. And George Harrison was alive fairly long before the cancer took him.
3: But he didn't really do too much. Yeah, he, and we you know, even, he
2: did. He had a lot of good songs though, uh, even yeah. solo.
3: Yeah, we didn't even get to the part where they started. They went into their like fifth grade music class and went into that milk crate of miscellaneous foreign like shakers and rattles and just dragged that out into a music studio and played that over their music and then sang about completely ridiculous, yeah, strawberry bubblegum crazy stuff for music that made that made no sense.
2: I'm going to say, uh, and I'm going to try to straddle both sides. Like I know, I know Dan, every second that we spend talking about this is just more fuel to your fire. But I will say um, you mentioned like the consecutive, like especially like the albums that are consecutive and are two minutes of of like nonsense in your eyes. I think like albums like Abbey Road though, for example, each song I think is very unique on the, I think on that particular album in particular, like you do mention a lot of crap. And I I, t- I do tend to agree with you for even you, even though you kind of dismissed like the LSD period for for lack of a better term I think they had just put out so much music that they have a lot a lot and a lot of good stuff in conjunction with the the, the crap as you so you can only hit
0: on so many of what you put out I, I guess that's like the moral of the story I I mean I I don't know where I fall on this because I do I you know my my mother. Uh, to this day I'm still mad about this. She had every single Beatles vinyl. Every single one. And then her car was broken into and they were all stolen. She had a she had an unopened white album.
1: Uh, to this so day, sad. she's
0: still angry about it. I'm stolen out of the back of I her, don't blame her in a parking lot in Westchester. Yeah, so I mean I I certainly see like the musical importance of the Beatles. I think that the British invasion and them coming over like ultimately did clearly change the way that music was. There are parallels in every genre as you look down the years. And I mean, I think that you could maybe even draw some parallels such that like the first to pop off really, for lack of a better term, in a genre is kind of going to have this very distinct, very set style. I always like to make the comparison between, and bear with me, The Beatles and Avicii, in that the Beatles came over and completely changed the way that we were listening to music and what music was to the, to the youth of the generation. <clears throat> and then Avicii introduced the world to, a, to a, what had been an underground genre of music with one fucking song that went to the top of the charts and stayed there. And if you listen to, I and I am a massive fan of Avicii, if you listen to his music from A to Z, you can hear the same you can turn on a song in the other room and I'd be like, Oh, that's probably Avicii. Oh no, that's Mm -hmm. definitely Avicii. Oh, that's the Beatles. Like these, these really culturally significant artists like do tend to have just such a style and they're just in that Mm -hmm. fucking thing, that box for lack of a better term. And because back then the only real way that the Beatles were going to a make money and B make money was to put out 600,000 albums is mm-hmm. just like a result of that. So I think that if they had been in the modern era where they're streaming and concerts and it's easy to tour globally and, and, and you know, yeah, endorsements and other ways to make money, I think that's personally why you're getting artists putting out less albums, maybe more songs, more space in between. Because at the end of the day, like I said earlier, it's only for a check. They might really like what they're doing, but they're also doing it because it pays real well. So I think that's got a lot to do with it too. Like the, the true like hardcore commercialization of the music industry and entertainment is it, like, as it is now versus the Beatles, maybe a band like the Beatles these days, whatever the next genre is, who may, you know, whoever it may be would put out less music, but you know, that's, that's just my 10 cents on it. I, I think there's a lot to be respected, but there is a lot that I'm like, Oh my God,
1: just turn this off. All right. So
2: Dan, <laughs> I <it> yours.
1: <laughs> no, I, I- Okay, I, I I will say two things that I 100% agree on, and I think the first thing we all agree on, and uh, across music, not even just like the Beatles, any artist that becomes almost like a godlike figure, like you said, like they be, the Beatles became like a godlike figure to people in the 60s when they were first like blew up on the scene. You think of like Elvis, you think of like other people who become these like mythical El- Elton John. beings. Elton John too. I mean, I guess to a lesser extent nowadays, like Taylor Swift to Swifties, like they become this mythical, godlike creature. No one is that talented. They should no one's gonna live up to that to that exactly. level. Yeah. Exactly. So that's number one. So I totally agree with that. That they should have never gotten to that level where they're like literally treated as like if they're god. Like they, they the, put together a span of songs. All
0: time. Yeah. yeah, especially especially Taylor Swift who writes bubblegummy pop and plays the fucking guitar. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the piano. You, you ain't going to come out here, play two instruments, write me pop music, and tell me you're the most talented artist in the world. Get the
2: fuck out here. We, are, we are an anti-Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> <Just> describe,
0: <laughs> you
3: didn't know did that already. <laughs> you, did you just describe uh, John Lennon as a basic modern white girl?
1: <laughs> oh,
3: Check and <laughs> no, mate. No, I didn't, because John Lennon wrote songs that are considered significant
0: to the history of music, and she never will.
1: I do agree with you that there are definitely... Like, like every artist too no artist is 100 for 100 you know there's always going to be bad songs there's always going to be you know swings and misses it's it's just the nature of of life like no one's perfect so yeah like songs like lucy in the sky with diamonds and octopuses garden and like some of these songs where they were clearly tripping on countless drugs i am the walrus i'm the wall <laughs> i'm the egg man <laughs> coo-coo-ca-choo, coo-coo-ca-choo. <laughs> it's just like all right what what is it so i i do understand it from that perspective but their genre i don't feel like just falls under pop i feel like there's so much that is under the beatles umbrella like you think of a song i know it's again simple four chords but like a song let it be when you think about the the song hey jude to all these songs that were like written the significance of the lyrics i think play into the fact of why they have such a big cultural significance so I don't know. I, I, I agree in, in one sense that, yes, there are, like I said, there are certainly songs that are not, you know, they're not great. Like, but the Beatles have just so many songs that, like, transcend time. Like, wh- how many people, like, you think nowadays, like, if you were to hear Let It Be on the radio, wouldn't know what song it is. Like, it's just a song that, like, is so simplistic in its music that just, it relate, it can relate to everybody. So that's why I think they, they're considered, like, such big icons. Like, they can literally... They transcend generations. They're not just like a '60s. Like it's not just our, you know, grandparents' generation that still listens to them. Like they transcend every generation. Like in my family, it's grandparents all the way down to like my younger sister. Everyone listens to them. I just, I just, I just can't get on board with the fact that they're an overrated. They had a couple of swings and misses, but there's too many uh, incredible songs that they wrote that just I I can never say that they're overrated.
0: I think music has come so far from that era as well and that really being like the mainstream i mean if if you look at what came next like rock and roll the rolling stones the fucking pink floyd ac dc queen like
2: led zeppelin led
0: zeppelin it was just that was just kind of like a gateway to much more i don't want to say like aggressive you know harder better faster stronger it's just different the evolution of that Type of music into something com- like completely different. And I think there are just so few artists and bands that are like the Beatles stylistically, the tone that they sing, the volume that they sing at, the cadence, all that stuff, that we're just not used to it anymore. I, you know, I'm not going to go put on the Beatles 99% of the time, but they're, like you said, there's a lot of Beatles songs that you can't deny their like iconic cultural standing and impact.
3: Well, say I about like Ed think- Sheeran someday? No. <laughs> like si- <laughs> like sim- similar, similar. Like I'm talking like craft cheese, 12 cheesy singles. Uh, like,
1: <laughs> are we going to say that about somebody like an Ed Sheeran someday?
0: Like a- no, because acid. you'd already know if you were going to say that about Ed Sheeran.
1: I also don't think Ed Sheeran has the musical range that, like, again, I know we you already might conceded like this. Like, Paul McCartney is one of the greatest artists of our generation, just from a songwriting perspective, but also just from a musical talent standpoint. Yeah, you think of like two prime Same examples singer. that, and singer, he's an amazing singer too. I think two prime examples you can think of of just like how wide-ranging their, you know, abilities are musically. You think of a song like Blackbird. It's literally Paul McCartney just. Stringing the guitar like very simple acoustic, and then you think of a song like *Helter Skelter*, which could probably be no, defined no, 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 as no, no, almost no, 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 like hard rock. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was the, so they, like, they did that in response to some of their, the other bands that came as part of the British Invasion. Though, mm-hmm. cause that, that's a that was a later song by the Beatles. So yeah, yeah. *Helter Skelter* in particular was done uh, as a kind of a response to some of the songs by the Who and the Kinks, who had taken their style to to your point. Mm-hmm. You know, they did inspire a lot of bands, particularly in the um, even in the British invasion era. That time period, yeah. Yeah. So, they, 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 they so the, you know, props to them because Elder I'm, I'm going to say Elder Scout is a very good song. Yeah. Um, for them being able to adapt so that, you know, that's, that's more points.
0: Yeah. Can I that's register that, my that distaste with a, with a random band that somebody mentioned before? Uh, Fuck oh, the doors. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> you're opening up a can of worms. Keep uh, your fucking church organ out of my rock music. <laughs> that's all. Dude, you listen to there EDM, songs there's have, like weird,
2: yeah. there songs that don't have weird, yeah. songs that don't have the church organ too. Keep
0: the church organ off
2: the album.
0: <laughs> if I want Keep Jesus, it in church, I'll go man. to church. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they don't have the church organ in all the songs, by the way. I know they don't, but when it's in the song, I'm like, why? But could have used a just... fucking
0: piano, and it would have sounded better. No, listen no, to Roadhouse is... Blues, yeah, and tell me don't, you don't. Like I've that listened. Song. I have listened to The Doors period. My dad loved them. Every album, cassettes, vinyls, CDs, why we had three formats of some, I'll never know. Never. I will never like them. Ever.
2: As long as I live. Not even one song that, that you could tolerate? Riders of the can... Storm. Riders of the Storm is solid. Come on. Riders,
0: yeah. Riders that's probably it. Keep the people warm. I, I, would, I think that's it. I also don't like how most of the doors is very slow and ugh, but occasionally it gets really fast and I just, I don't like the, I don't like the fucking music at all. I don't know what it is. I don't like it. It's stupid. If you like them, I'm sorry, but you're dumb. Hey, I take that back. That's not true. I like how uh, we have
3: a much more decisive opinion about people who don't like the doors than people who don't like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you fully don't like the Beatles and
0: it's one thing to say, I don't like their music. It's not for me and acknowledge their cultural impact. And it's another thing to say, I don't like the Beatles and they were never good. Cause that's not true.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: it's, I, you know, there's, there's a line to be walked. I feel like I'm somewhere nearer to the edge of they're not my kind of music, but I, you know, like iconic, obviously.
1: Not Again, there's to my point about transcending generations There's a reason that Paul McCartney at almost 80 something years old now is still, making music and is still, even though he's not like top of the charts, he's still relevant in society somewhat. It's partially because he built such a big following, but it's because he's still able to make music that relates to people and people just enjoy. Like, I know it's Less- not for everybody, blah, blah, blah but to yeah. go 60 plus years in the industry and have the success he has, there's, you know, he clearly did something right. He clearly is, you know, talented beyond belief. Um, Lest
0: we forget, he has a song with Kanye West and Rihanna. Which is a
1: great song, by the way. such a a good song. It's a really good song. Such a good song. Which, no, I wouldn't have thought that, but it's a really good song. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I just, like I said, I... (laughs) Part of the reason I play piano still to this day is because when I was young, I learned a lot of Beatles songs. And yes, they're easy, and there's the same four chords and stuff, but it's just... They were part of, like, for me personally, growing up, learning music. So I can just never get on board with them being an overrated band. But... I do think we should put this out to our readers. I want to hear what everyone else thinks because, again, I don't think, like, Mike, yeah, I know you made the opening argument. I don't think anyone is saying that they're like a bad band or anything. Like, no one is, is saying that. But just, I, I'm curious if the perception for people is that they're either, you know, overrated in the sense that they just get like too much hype and they're like these godlike figures that we said, or if they're like, you know, I, I'm curious, curious what people think.
0: Does anyone else have any, any more artists that could possibly provide some controversial discussion you mentioned oh uh, dan wait dan oh, we're not yeah, dan. The doors
2: no, i was gonna i was gonna mike mentioned or i think he was i think it was it was you kyle who mentioned pink floyd and i it reminded me of the meme that i saw the other day that was just pink floyd be like we live in a society
3: 20 minute guitar solo yeah. <laughs> cash register sound <laughs> pink floyd makes me put a rainbow to, in it somewhere Where, pink floyd like it? halfway through like if I ever got shipped to Guantanamo, you know how they, we had talked about the Guantanamo playlist? If they put Pink Floyd yeah. on my... If they just played like Dark Side of the Moon, both sides just kept don't, flipping don't it. Don't hate for, it.
0: No, they I'm did. Just, that was legitimately something that was done.
3: Well, I'm telling you where all the bodies are buried. That's all I'm saying. Like, after the, maybe the yeah, second exactly. listen through, I'm if, I, if, if I had the option, sure I would, I'd be committing seppuku and asking the guard to chop my head off.
2: Yeah, Anyway. So
3: wait, Dan, Dan, you
0: had a you had a band that wasn't Pink Floyd. Yes, Dan. We can possibly shit on. So
1: I very touched on a few of them. I mean, similar bands to kind of Nickelback. We talked about Creed, obviously Dave Matthews Band, feel like that. But one actually that's newer that I kind of found interesting. That I don't even know why they get so much hate, but Chainsmokers.
0: I think they get a lot of hate from. Our age, very specifically, like our age group, let's say plus or minus three years, I'll say. Mm-hmm. So for people listening, I'm 26, so do the math. I think that stems from bar culture and party culture in college where the song Closer by the Chainsmokers, which is a good song, has been absolutely slaughtered by the radio and by every college bar dj and by everybody running music at any college party or any college pregame.
2: it's been so covered I, too by by other that's
0: the other thing i think that people. like we have just literally beaten it the song and thus the artist to fucking death and again they're another edm Group like SoundCloud style, <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of people who don't really like, you know, more electronic music, are just like, well, you know, it all sounds the same. You're just pushing buttons. Yeah, of course, it all sounds the same. <laughs> Everybody's fucking music sounds exactly the same if you listen to it. Everybody's got a style, <laughs> but their music really sounds similar. Like their style is very obvious, and I mm-hmm. think that that contributed being played to death. And a lot of their songs sounding very similar. I mean, if you listen to "Closer" and then you listen to "Paris," I know it's
1: off the same album, but still, like yeah, it's like it's like the same very um, refrain, like the same, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's also the thing. I, I know EDM is different in the sense, but like one thing that is so interesting about music is that there's only so many combinations of notes, no matter what instrument you're playing, yep. that you can combine to make into a song. So there's gonna be crossover in in some way. Like th- there's never gonna be like an artist who has every single song 100% unique, and, and there, there's always gonna be some sort of crossovers. That, that's the one thing I think always, you know, as someone who plays piano and kind of, you know, I, I'm not a songwriter by any means, but as like someone who basically has a basic understanding of music, I just know that there's always gonna be some sort of similarities just because there's a finite number of notes and combinations of chords that you can play in a song. But I, I, do, I do think that's, uh, Kyle, your take is correct that Chainsmokers has, has just been beaten to death. Yeah, I think they're so true. overplayed. All the songs do sound similar, and you know, kind of almost to a fault. But I just thought it was interesting there. Like it was all older bands, and then was like, oh, Chainsmokers. So I was like, oh, okay. Interesting in the article I read. I don't, I don't think that's fair to say because
2: I, I don't think that the, all their sounds, all their songs sound the same because they, they always have some sort of uh, collaboration artist on most of their popular songs. That's a different singer. So I, I don't yeah. think that's that fair of an assessment.
3: But yeah, but it's I, the same. I, I it's the same equation
2: the same equation
3: but it's you know, y it equals mx plus b it. It and it a lot
2: to you know make uh i don't know people in bars or not, not that we're in bars right now but it doesn't take people uh, a lot to make young people especially people in college happy when it comes to music
3: yeah if the variable is just like insert attractive popular female singer here sing song about relationship that's where i think that that's what they're getting up at I
1: right, well Pat, I actually have another band that I know you and I spoke about briefly in our, our pre-meeting, but uh, I, I don't know if there's differing opinions on them. I think I think there's a perception of them that has gotten a little fuzzy because of what they did, I guess, 12 plus years ago. But you two, do we think that they are uh, <clears throat> overrated, underrated, they no. deserve some of the hate they get? None of the, well,
2: you asked None two different the questions, but I'm going to say no, they're not. They're not overrated. they they get a lot of hate because people don't like them or like either don't because like their music or don't like their the politically. But I don't think they're, they're politically
0: connected and politically motivated in a, lot of, ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of politically active.
2: Yeah, so the reason they hate a band like that. But also, yeah. like, regardless of whatever that is, like, regard like obviously, Bono is very politically active. We spoke of that about that in the mm-hmm. pre meeting, but mm-hmm. you know, regardless of whatever an, a, a singer or or. Musician does you always separate the art from the artist, mm-hmm. always. And I mean, maybe they have a couple songs that uh, were inspired by tragic events. I mean, I, I I I think no doubt that that's the case. You look at, um, you know, I look at, you know, Sunday Bloody Sunday or Bull of the Blue Sky was talks about Granada. You know, and they have a few songs like that. And particularly, not so much their, not so much their new stuff because the new stuff is kind of just about like oh the journey they've had, and you know everyone remembers that fucking album that. They download it was put around onto everyone's my tongue,
0: forcefully, Yes. Yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's why the I was reason referencing hate them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's,
2: that's why they hate him. Not because they, and you know, their best years are, are behind them too. Like, I don't think they put out a great album since the 90s. Not mm-hmm. that not that I would say the, stuff, the new stuff is bad. It's just like, it just doesn't, it's not. I also think at the end of the day, Bono's ability to belt
0: and sing like rock ballads, it's just not there anymore. Like, you, that's he's still something a good thing. He's still a good singer, but he doesn't have that. Full-bodied, you know that he really
3: used to yeah. have anymore. That I mean, can be made up though. Like I, I saw Aerosmith, and Steven Tyler can't sing to save his ass, but he Bono still can... like still has it though. Bono still has he... it. Yeah, he still but sells it's... you on it. Like
0: it's, but it's all about showmanship, and that's why Steven Tyler is Steven Tyler. Yeah, I don't a, know. It's a it's a, it's a performance. It's a show. You're not you're not there for the music. You have to watch. You are Kyle's there for, the for, for the like music. a like me- say- a out soccer mom for 45 minutes and laugh but, at it.
2: But, but Kyle, to to your point, I will. I mean, I will say he's lost in because he's almost 60, if not 60 already. He, he's at least in his 50s. Bono, he like it, it, a lot of the the gusto behind their their songs, especially their early like hard like they're harder rock songs with like more aggressive chords um Mm -hmm. and like their rebellion like rebellious years isn't there anymore and a lot of that like people gained energy from their concerts from from bono's aggressive antics on stage which that doesn't exist anymore so to that point i will say that
1: pat just uh fact checking here he is exactly 60 years old
2: okay Uh, so i said i said he was close if yeah
1: you know i don't know what what do you think dan i don't know You, you brought it up no i i don't think they're they're overrated necessarily you know i i definitely think the uh album and whatever was 2012 kind of rubbed me the wrong way i think they kind yeah, of obviously forced they forced a, a bad album on everybody
2: i found one song i do like in that on that album but not the rest are bad
1: yeah we, it just wasn't a very <laughs> very good album they have a lot of good beautiful day is a great song i feel like early 2000s vertigo was like a huge song when we were like in middle school um, the shit I like is in
2: the 80s though Like that's, that's, yeah. my, that's my favorite But yeah, those are good songs
1: Yeah, I was just bringing it up because we talked about it in the pre-meeting I don't have like a strong opinion one way or the other But I know that that particular album That was put on everyone's uh, phone Kind of rubbed mm-hmm. people the wrong way yeah, So yeah, yeah. Everyone remembers that day mm-hmm.
0: I guess in, in solid, I have two things that popped into my head In the case of In the case of removing the art from the artist
3: mm-hmm. Michael Jackson Oh yeah,
0: he's he, he all time,
3: all time dude
0: Just wanted to make sure that we all are on the same page there Because you know, the Beatles and you and Dan That's two very different pages But I also, I, I have been like seeing stuff recently And I read a whole article on, on the whole Jackson family and, and specifically like Michael and like his levels of fame I don't think anyone on earth is as famous as he is right now Or is as famous right now as he was I don't think there's a single person on Earth who's, ever been, famous,
1: who's ever been as famous as who's ever been as famous. Are you saying specifically within the music industry? Or are you saying across that is all. I'm going to go with a like, person that is alive right now.
0: There are there are a small handful of people that could maybe cause the frenzy by, that he caused everywhere he went.
2: I would say by by percentage of people who know him, or just the reaction the, that you if get you from,
0: look at the. The videos of his concerts and even just like videos of him getting out of a cab at a hotel, like people would faint just from seeing him. Mm-hmm. There would be 50,000 people outside his hotel when he got to a new city. And I- it's just it, this, the level of stardom is like so mind-blowing. And I just I, that was just like something that came in my head when Pat said, you know, separating the art from the artist.
1: And I think that that's yes, something I think we important. kind of
0: don't realize. Yes, you, you, I think you definitely need to.
1: It again goes back to the point, though, that as talented as, as Michael Jackson was, and yes, separating the art from the artist, because there's a lot to yeah, impact lot to, there as well. Yeah. No one is that talented. They should be treated like that. Ever. I agree.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. It's, it's this elevation to God status.
1: Mm-hmm no one is even remotely close to that level that they should be like, people should be fainting at the sight of them. There's like yeah. Michael Jackson oh, was one of the most talented me. artists. Well, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dan,
1: can, Dan, can you mute him?
0: <laughs> and then I guess kind of going along that vein. And this is again, something where, where fame like did really fuck it up. Um, I've been watching the, the Britney documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Whoa. Like, it, it' wild. It's really wild, the whole thing. So, I mean, I have my stance on her, um, you know, because of all the faggotry, but... um it's in the culture. Yeah, the culture. She, I mean, but like when you look at the 2000s and you think about like her impact on the culture and her impact on the way that we are in her music, I mean, kind of all the way through most of our lives, like your thoughts on her like overrated or, you know, I just, I'm curious, like somebody just uh, who is truly a pop star versus like real, tr- like musical acts that we've been talking about.
1: I mean, she was like one of the biggest stars on the planet when we were like, yeah, eight to, you know, through the first couple of years of high school. And yeah, a lot of her like big music was like, yeah, late 90s, early 2000s too. I, I don't think she's overrated by any means. I think she has, you you have, you have to know what she is. She's like a pop artist. It's all the poppy, like,
3: hmm. You have to know no, what you're signing for, she, right? Yeah, She's exactly. a pop star. She is the
2: pop star, right? Uh, maybe right, wait, wait. Madonna, I would say, is the pop yeah, star. Yeah,
3: Madonna, but not, but for our generation, she is the pop star. Yeah, Madonna
1: uh, yeah, a would,
3: little before
1: us, right? She was before our time a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I mean, as as like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it gets there's jokes about it sometimes. But like, oops, I did it again. Like, I know that's like a, you know, one of her biggest songs. It's you know, toxic. funny, toxic too. But like. I, they're like songs you, you listen to, and I I feel like when we've had a few drinks, we're probably singing those. Like they're, you know, again, songs that kind of transcend from that time to that time. And then people who are mm-hmm. like younger than us know her music, and there's people who are yeah. probably a little older than us too, who also can relate to it somewhat. So, I would, be- I would I would I think
0: it's that's a very interesting one in terms of someone who's really cross generations as like mm-hmm. a single person act. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, bands and stuff we've been talking about. But okay. yeah, also, highly recommend that uh, documentary on Hulu. That's the New York Times, like New York Times Magazine documentary. It's really, really wild. Very interesting.
3: interesting. Or I believe
0: if you have a, like, a New York Times digital subscription, you can watch it on their website, but it's on Hulu.
3: Fair. Who okay. has that? Who has that?
1: I think we should move to Pat's facts featuring yes. useless information. But I think, Pat, if possible, I don't know if you've done any uh, quick perusing, I guess the word um we should make the fact music related if we can sure
2: music of metal we have that
1: oh yeah well that actually that brings it full circle
2: okay except doesn't give me the exact page just gives me a range between 198 and 247 which is what i like to call not helpful at all
0: (laughs) (laughs) just go go to those pages and see if there's like anything that might even be promising just give you
2: the American quilt.
0: It's not music.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. but it's about quilts. So that's pretty cool.
0: Check out. Are there any?
2: Interesting what do you guys? Facts? So there's different subgenres. So the the text that's listed as the as the little preface of all this is the roots. Of heavy metal music are based in the hard rock sounds developed in the late 1960s. So this is full circle and early 1970s by the Who, Led Zeppelin, and Deep Purple. These bands created a guitar and dun, drum-heavy dun, sound. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Okay. Don't interrupt Pat again. <laughs> 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 and layered it with a distortion behind a lead, usually male vocalist. Eventually, metal itself split into some subgenres. So which one do you want to learn about? Thrash metal, goth metal, death metal, power metal, Christian metal, or new
1: metal? Christian metal. I was gonna say either death or Christian. I think we have to go yeah, to two extremes. Those are the two choices. <laughs> Tell us about Christian metal, please.
2: Of course, you picked Christian
1: metal. <laughs> I mean, Jesus was very fond of electric guitars, as uh, oh, the Satan. Book of Leviticus says.
2: So, some notable purveyors of Christian metal include Striper, Theocracy, and Extol.
0: Okay, default last two are fantastic band names. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) So for almost every metal genre that exists, there is a Christian counterpart. This I didn't know. Including Christian thrash metal and Christian death metal, which seems (laughs) counterintuitive. Yes. There's no way. What
0: is it about? Just Jesus dying? So,
2: So everything is the same, except the lyrics, of course. Rather than singing about Satan... Christian metal bands sing about Jesus. <laughs> so wait, hold on. All I'm going to say is it's some of these
0: death metal songs, they're like, Satan's going to fuck your ass. And they're like, do they just put Jesus there?
2: That doesn't seem I'm helpful. Told they substitute, but it's probably like equally as powerful the other way. Like Jesus is going to fuck you in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> like you being fuck Satan. your soul with holiness. Yeah. Like you're going to be so holy after listening to this. So like, <laughs> metal musicians who also identified as Christians Okay. took what they liked about the metal so the chords the rhythm uh vocal mm-hmm. style uh and made it and made it work with their ideology whatever it was so resurrection band and jerusalem are cr- are credited with being first on the scene in the 1970s but striper who put christian metal kind of on the map uh, if we're going to call this on the map uh with their platinum 1986 he- album to hell with the devil so if we're <laughs> going to make uh, well that's where he
0: lives um, if we're going to make <laughs> Geographic are turning him home It's like he got
2: too drunk one night we, uh, we're, we're, And then he I'm, went I'm, the fuck I'm, home I'm DDing, yeah. do You guys think
3: it's just like um, a, They just quote the book of revelations Like that's their like death metal <laughs> That has, I mean, to, be basically death, it. that has to be a great source for a biblical death metal
0: um, So I, I, here's the thing We're going to talk about they, That put them Christian death metal Whatever the fuck this is on the map So I'm going to do a, what I'm going to call a comparison of a world map and what christian death metal would be as a country it would be the maldives it's there but you can't see it
3: all right they're gonna refer like an old-timey map where they just had all the templar crosses everywhere please. no <laughs> no i'm <laughs> going full <laughs> geographic location if, the if pop music John. is
0: like fucking russia like you know where that bitch is this this is the maldives that's yeah. that's what i'm gonna state for the i'd like to enter that into the record
3: what would be the name of, like, a Christian death metal festival?
1: I... <laughs> That's a really good question. Like some... I get that. Sorry. No, I was going to be like,
2: it's
1: uh... like, some juggalos shit.
3: I was going to say, like, well... insane clown posse
1: shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While we were talking about it, I looked up some just Christian death metal band like, names. It, um, Slipknot,
2: but, like, everyone is a disciple. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're not oh down with God. the sickness. You're down with the forgiveness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So just, just want to read a couple of these uh, these fun do. Christian death metal band names, because uh, some of them are, are quite fantastic. So the first one here is Impending Doom. So they're definitely just all about Book of Revelations. Okay. Uh, we have Vengeance Rising. That's
0: not very cr- Christian. Vengeance that's like, that's is not, not very Christian.
1: Christian. No. No. Isn't that, like, cardinal uh, sin? We have Abated a <laughs> Mass of Flesh. Wait, spell it. Ma- mass, spell the is, word. mass- Mass- Massive has or to be like Mass- 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 Well, the album cover is across, so yeah. Oh, wait, uh, <laughs> Abate of- Hold abate, on. A-B-A-T-E-D. Abated Mass, mass of, of Flesh. Mass of Flesh. Yeah. Don't like that at all. We have August Burns Red. We have, uh...
3: <laughs> or, With like Blood Comes songs.
1: Cleanliness. Okay, Dexter. Uh, grave declaration, and then tortured conscience. Those are some of the uh, the best ones. I would suggest if you have a few minutes uh, to the readers at home, go look up some of these names. They're pretty fantastic, and the album covers uh, perfectly go along with the names. So may I some and our the theme? Mm-hmm.
0: Tortured, c- tortured conscience. Uh, what Catholic schooling will do to a small. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pat, was there anything else to add from the book of uh, useless information there? Or was that kind of the, uh, <laughs> the extent of the Christian death metal? That was all about the Christian metal. I could talk about one of the others if you want.
2: So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, to say right. what, the other one we maybe, not know, maybe don't know as much about. Hmm, sure. Uh, maybe the other one that, was, that is kind of interesting, which is goth metal. It's Marilyn like, Manson. So Marilyn, no, Mad- Marilyn Manson's listed under new metal here, but I, I can see there. why you'd think that based on this description, though, here sad despondent tempos and melodies generally gloomy mood provide the soundscape of goth metal It's and it's unholy brother doom metal d-o-o-m doom metal it's unholy brother so like most metal offshoot genres goth metal appeared in the 80s legendary metal group black sabbath inspired it and then the hard to categorize group the melvins are, are also associated with this but uh it's like deeper more maybe introspective type more material so that's why i think some of these names are funny So. Uh, cathedral, and their flying buttresses, and this one type O negative. It's like blood-related, but like it's deeper. Like... <laughs> these are so
0: dumb. Type O negative. The Christian, the Christian rock, or sorry, the Christian death, whatever the fuck names. Death they metal. were better. They were better. <laughs> All right. Well, look at us. Was, even was getting the... a ma- like a, a Pat's fact on on topic. Mm. Guys, look at us. we,
1: we did it. Stayed on theme for the entire episode. It was great. That
0: might be a first. Mm-hmm. Honestly, well, so we, I mean, we, we digressed a little who bit. Thought, but... Who would have thought? Yeah, we
2: did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hold off on the rest of the Russo Japanese war stuff next week. <laughs> <So that's me. laughs> <laughs> yeah, so on that, I think that'll wrap up our discussion around music for today. I actually thoroughly enjoyed this one. This was a really good uh, hour or so of conversation and debate. And before we say goodbye, we'll do our little closing statements. So we'll start today with Kyle.
0: I don't have anything to close with. Uh, This was a great episode. Keep wearing your masks, everybody. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, off the fucking toffees.
1: All right, Michael.
3: Uh, Great episode to piggyback off of our Pats Facts. uh, Here's some Christian Rock recommendations for you. Uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, uh, glad. Yes, Uh, yes. Glad, saddle up your horses. <laughs> no, don't,
1: don't do
0: glad. Don't do glad. Stephen Curtis Chapman. You can do glad. Was the isn't other
3: one? What was the other
0: one? Matt Bar. No, right? no, no, Matt, no. Marr. Readers, Matt Marr. Don't Matt Mar Don't don't listen to glad. What you need to do is watch the fucking videos and be <laughs> creeped out and imagine us seeing it at 13 years old in high school and thinking, "Oh my God, they're going to tickle my butthole." Because that's Wait, what no, they no. all fucking Lord. look like.
3: Uh, actually, watch the, music the video. Form. Yeah, watch That's the music video and yeah, then watch the music video. Go to our high school's webpage and look at a faculty directory and determine which of our <laughs> teachers looked like them. <laughs> you will have clenching. All right. Patrick,
2: take us home. I'm just gonna end with a with a tip. It's raining out, just bring an umbrella. But also if it's snowing out and it's supposed to rain later, also bring an umbrella. Learn that the hard way today. If it's snowing out, even if, you know what? Bring an umbrella anyway.
1: You never know. You're welcome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Uh, I, I think oh, also great. Just- also great episode. Also great. Yeah. Yes, that. <laughs> but just to kind of close down, I know I went through some of the Christian death metal bands. Want to just give a, a nod to my favorite, one of my favorite TV shows, Parks and Rec, and Andy Dwyer, a character who came up with some of the best band names. I just want to quote a few of those here before we, we leave here. Uh, so we have Teddy Bear Suicide. We have Penis Pendulum. Ninja Dick, God hates figs, and foreskin, and <laughs> include Fleetwood Mac sex pants. That's a good one too. So Fleetwood Mac sex pants, I call great. it. <laughs> Just uh, if you don't watch the show, it's a nod to like the Dave Matthews Band, and they're like a Dave Matthews cover band. It's, it's worth the watch. Go watch Parks and Recreation if you haven't yet. I don't know if you're living under a rock, but
0: yeah, you should yeah, yeah everyone should have watched that by now.
1: We're in right a, right a pit. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode of Inclusion We Digress. Hope you guys all enjoyed. Pat, (laughs) I'd like to wave. Pat is is waving goodbye to all you readers. (laughs) I miss you in the (laughs) (laughs)
0: saddest fashion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your (laughs) (laughs) 5,000 candles Candles in the wind. wind.
3: (laughs) This
0: episode is a mess. Jesus.
1: But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you like what you heard, please like and subscribe to us. Uh, we're Spotify, Apple Podcast. If you want to help out the podcast that like you've been saying the last couple of weeks, please leave us a five-star review so that other people can come and find our utter nonsense that is this podcast. Uh, and if you guys want, please interact with our polls, follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at at, at we underscore digress. I always forget the underscore. And then Instagram, we are at in underscore conclusion underscore pod. So, yeah, give us a follow there and interact with all our stuff because we'll be posting these these questions there as well. And until we chat again, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Ultra Mike's OnlyFans. Uh, most
3: of you know Yoko Ono for having broken up the Beatles. Some of you may know her for her throat singing. This week, we're going to learn if that's opened her up at all. Oh. <laughs> I
2: heard
3: she I heard Peace she out, over. guys.